Welcome to Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Holy Fuck. Two gals on the prowl for enlightenment, sex, and all things holy. Holy Fuck. Each week, beauty alchemist and transformational coach and speaker, Catherine McClelland, and spiritual healer and life coach, Krista Kim, discuss navigating spiritual consciousness in a real human body. Stumbling through dating, relationships, and everyday life, all while maintaining a fucking sense of humor. Hey, Krista. Hey, Catherine. What's up? Oh, boy. Um, Revenge. Revenge. We're we're talking about how sweet (laughs) is revenge, really? Ah, we're noticing there's a little glee in the whole revenge conversation. <laughs> Somehow the ego gets so excited about this topic. I really haven't even thought about this topic for myself and I don't know, maybe ever. So that word coming forward today was kind of shocking. Oh. And, and the fact that when you said it, it was like, yes, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't want everybody to be mistaken that you've never had a revenge Thought no. in a long time. <laughs> I mean, I know I'm perfect and all, but I'm no, like, I've when you uh, what you I know I've had the revenge thought, but I when you're having them, I don't think you're like, oh, that's a revenge thought, and you know, <laughs> sometimes you do, maybe. So I'm having some experiences of uh, Krista has some revenge <laughs> thoughts going on, which man, you know, these relationships. You think you're clear, and then something whaps you upside the head. Or I guess I should talk about me. I thought (laughs) I was clear on this relationship from a past, past, past. And I could even talk about this person, no energy inside my body. Just And in the past, anytime his name was mentioned, it was like, just like third chakra, tightening of the stomach, the throat, the chest, everything. And really recently, I haven't even thought of this person. Hearing their name was like, hmm, okay. And then, but of course, they haven't been around, right? They haven't been in my physical presence. No, they So haven't. it's been very easy, like out of sight, out of mind. And then I saw them the other day. They just crossed my path. And it was what was interesting is I didn't have a big physical reaction. So I was kind of like, Which is really different from the So different. And so I was kind of proud of myself, like, wow, I feel, still feel pretty clean, right? I've made some major moves in my life. I must be growing and I'm so spiritual because I can be in the same place and not have a big reaction to this person. So I was really patting myself on the back. She might have had a little ego (laughs) and talk about that, but that's okay. Because guess what came next? What came next was uh, hearing that, oh, and I think I'm moving back oh hi and then my body was like and just every would you say that was a no thank you that was a fuck no (laughs) thank you (laughs) you know i'm going to talk about oh hi for one second please because everybody who moves here so just be careful if you guys think it's some quaint little town in the middle of nowhere but everyone who moves here says the same thing you cannot run away from your karma here, everywhere you go, mm-hmm. people, you you run into them at the grocery store, you run into them at the health food store, you run into them at the farmer's market, you run into them on a walk mm-hmm. all by yourself. And guess who the only other person on your walk is? 
them. Right. Unbelievable how many times that's happened. And it's great in a way because it really forces you to deal with your stuff. There's no running away from it. The only choice is to really clear it out, heal it. Well, some people choose you know, Hatfields and McCoys and kind of shooting shots above the street across the center of town. There's certain people who definitely have taken sides and created big rifts even within this small town. Mm -hmm. And that's how some people do it. But Krista and I, uh, and the soul sisters that we are, (laughs) are on the lookout for finding peace within all this. Mm -hmm. And so... It doesn't mean we haven't been the gunslingers in the past. Oh, we totally... Shooting up the town. Oh, yeah. We're not not (laughs) pretending. And um, gunslingers in the past, like maybe five hours ago. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, Was there a little... Yeah. So some bell goes off in our um, alert system and we're ready. Yeah. And so... It's not fair are some of the first words that come out of my mouth. I just... (laughs) It's not fair. There was just this, why me? I thought I was through this. Why doesn't God love me? If God loved me, then (laughs) all the healing work I've done around it would pay off and he would never move back in He would just, as soon as someone's car was headed towards town, God would just pick it up and turn it away the other direction. If God loved you, because that's how God works really, Mm -hmm. right? But apparently God's like, well, let me just check in with Krista to see how healed she is. With <laughs> She's feeling to this. so proud of her healing. Let's <laughs> take her up. So obviously we're we're playing here with stories about God actually physically moving things in and out of your life. But the truth is that the universe lines things up for us to check out our advancement. Mm-hmm. And um, we can usually tell how advanced we are by how much revenge we feel right. like we want in any given situation. Has any one of you ever considered? revenge and how good it would feel to hurt someone who's hurt you really badly. Yeah. Anybody? <laughs> I've got Chris's low I've got voice. two hands up in the <laughs> I air. i got two hands in the air. Can I have an amen? Amen, <laughs> sister. Okay. So what happened, Krista? <sighs> well, it's not fair. It's not fair. And I feel like I've done so much work around this. And there's that part of me that goes, when is he going to do his work? And I know that we've had this conversation before of like, we have no idea what they're going through or what work they're doing or not doing. And so I I do feel as if I was opening my heart a little bit to him and saying, okay, let me see if he's changed. Let me, not because I'm going to take him back or have any interest in having a friendship or relationship, not at all, but just in the, okay, if I'm triggered by the fact that he's moving back, how do I continue my healing around this? Yeah, and good question. He was asking me to have a conversation and open the dialogue for healing. And I just was like, my body was like, I am not there yet. I cannot engage. So great, right so now. great that you have that you know when you have to wait, which is quite different from actual revenge fantasies, which is what we started talking about. <laughs> So Krista handled herself. Yeah. Well, the, so the revenge fantasy comes in that I feel healed and I know in certain ways and then I get triggered and then I go, oh, God, now I got to keep going in this healing path. And on the other side, I want to go and tell everybody in town everything that ever happened. Like I want – to just you want to make him hurt. I want to make him hurt because it's not fair 
that in my mind that someone like that gets to walk around town. Like, I just, it's not fair. It's not fair. And so the revenge part is, well, you made me suffer. Why do you get to come back and act like nothing's happened? I want to make you suffer. Yeah. And I know that that's not the truth of who I am. That's not who I want to be. So I've got some work to do. You've got some work to do. But in the meantime, this thing is about (laughs) revenge. So now we know... One of the things we know about revenge is once we start thinking of it, it once grows. we start dreaming it up, then it's a real picture of our consciousness. Like we really think that someone has done us wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, we definitely go there, right? Chris and I are admitting we have plenty, plenty, plenty of ammunition for revenge. Mm-hmm. I was hearing some great stories in my town one time about one couple where he, she moved out. He had cheated on her. She ended up moving out. And then the next door neighbor moved right in where she moved out. And so she came back and in the middle of the night painted whore on the side of the house, <gasps> like in black paint. Wow. And I'm like, that's revenge. That's revenge. <laughs> that's revenge. Most people fantasize. Some people actually cross the line and do it. Now, obviously, some people do some heinous things in the name of revenge. And we're not talking about that. But we're ta- we are talking about our human desire right. To take someone out who and hurts the reve- us. more like the revenge thoughts because I don't want to even get yeah. into what you know the real world would look like in the revenge thing. It's like right. the thoughts that go through our head that make us want to get revenge, and then also we think that if we do these things to hurt them, that it's somehow going to make us feel better. Yeah, that it's going to feel good. Like we actually think, and the truth is. And probably everyone's had this experience in the moment. (laughs) For one split second, you have an ego attack where you feel better than, superior. And really what it's about is, am I going to live through this or am I going to die? And for one second, you're living and they're dying because Mm -hmm. you know you've you've hurt them in some way. Mm -hmm. And so you win just for For one one second. second. And then right after that, you know that anything it's free reign. Why? Because there's only two places we can come from. If you come from your fear and your <sighs> scarcity and all that stuff, which creates revenge, you get the effects of it right back. It's like, it's, it's like you're punching yourself. Right. You're hurting yourself as badly as you're hurting because your world gets smaller. You get scared. You get scarce. You're like, well, if, they could, if I could do that to them, what could they do to me next? Right, which I certainly don't want to go act out any of this revenge and then have it come back at me. Like in the real world, I don't want yeah. that. And then on the but in my mind, it's kind of fun. In to the say, mind, right? it's fun. But then even on this, in the spiritual level of even having the revenge thoughts, it's not. It's like pointing to where I really have a lot of healing to do. Right, because we're absolutely not healed when we're thinking of how we can hurt someone else. There's no natural way of being whole and wanting to hurt an animal, a human, a tree, you know, like that's not in the natural world to want to hurt something on purpose. That's Mm -hmm. different than eating animals for food or picking vegetables for food. It's not hurting someone on purpose. So, Krista, I don't know. I'm at this, like, I'm, like, super perplexed because, like, even today I found myself wanting to just spiritually bypass this whole thing. I wanted to go into, you know, responding to him with, like, everything's fine. We'll be fine. Peace be with you. And then it's like I can say that, but in my heart I'm still raging inside 
But then if I really said my truth to that person, then it would incite more. Well, your current truth, which is not, truth. which is unprocessed and it's based in. So we can, we can talk about this stuff as like ego and consciousness. We can talk about it as lower mind and higher mind, all those things. But what we're talking about is when we're totally in our soul school cells, when we're totally in our essence that really gives of who we are, none of these things exist. They just right. don't exist. It's not like we deny them. They just don't exist. Mm-hmm. But when we're scared, they exist. Every single color of the rainbow, we're like, how many colors can we fuck you up in? You know, like, mm-hmm. How many days can we glare at you? How many times can we make you uncomfortable? And, you know, I've had someone in my life who, who has had a field day with this. Yeah. And it has been crazy for me. And I worked really hard. And now I'm not saying I wasn't part of it for a while, but I really, really quickly realized that even my thoughts mm-hmm. about wanting – and so I had two sets of thoughts. One that really worried me was that I was a victim. And that's how I'm feeling right yeah. now. And those are the ones that made me want to create a way that I could win by hurting him. By making them the victim. Yeah. Because that's how I feel exactly. right now. It's like I feel like I've I'll do been something. the victim. So now it will feel good if he feels like the victim. Right, right. And it doesn't work. No. It doesn't work at all. But for a couple seconds, you'll feel really good. And I mean, have you ever really done something revengey to someone and really regretted it? Because it just isn't oh, who I'm you sure. are. I'm just trying to think of one but... right this second, but I know. Well, you I, know, you know I... gossip is so revengey. Let's talk about that. Like talking about people behind their backs. It's just like you want somebody to just take a little bit of a hit. And it's almost like, you know, that high school thing where you'd hit somebody as you walked by. You didn't really do it. They can't really blame it on you. Your shoulder kind of hurts a little because so you know you made contact. They dropped their books, but, you know, like that kind of thing. Well, it feels like there's the big concept of revenge where we're like actively like, I'm going to get you, sucker. And then there's like the sweet revenge where someone doesn't show up for you in a certain way, so then you decide not to show up for them in that certain way. Or like you're, what, Krista? I don't know. Like, you know, your husband doesn't take out the trash that you asked him to do. So then the next time he asks you to do the dishes, you go, hmm, no. It's just those right, little and, ways of getting back at somebody. Right. And then let's talk about, like, and it's never sweet because it always escalates. That's the other thing. But, you know, in a marriage, where do you withhold sex? Hmm. Like, is that your revenge? Yeah. Is that so punishment and revenge hold hands a lot, right? So, so let's say somebody, that one more time. So punishment, like punishment and revenge hold hands. So you're really okay. punishing them with your revenge. Right. You're okay. getting them back so you don't feel so weak. Instead of using your voice and saying, Wow, I really, you know, having a really adult caring conversation, I really love you and I really feel dishonored when you don't Take out the trash. Take out the trash. Make the bed. You know, take the kids to school. Whatever it was you said you were going to do, or you don't follow up on what you said. Whatever it is, instead of, that's fine. I'm not going to say anything. And when he comes home and tries to get in bed with me, I'm mm-hmm. never happened over here. Never. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I was younger once. And, uh-huh. I mean, no. I just think we naturally kind of do that, and it comes out of that feeling of 
like, is it a protect? Like, what is it? Is it a protection thing? Is it wanting to have power or to I think maintain it's power. power? It's not. We're not willing to say anything to get our power, and I think this happens to women a lot. So let's see. Check well, in. I think in men too, where they don't feel like they can say what they need to say. I think everybody kind of tiptoes around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I think that possibly women have it bred out of us a little bit yes. more than men that, you know, we're supposed to be the nice ones, we're the kind ones, we're the ones that work around things and peacemakers and all that kind of stuff. And so when we're not getting something that we need and we're not getting it provided for us over and over and over, we can start to really want someone else to hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the best revenge stories, this is a good one. Oh. A friend of mine, um, was really, really, I, you know, I think a lot of things weren't working well for him and he started acting out a little bit at work and he was really angry and that kind of stuff. And one day he had a fight with his boss on the phone and about a half hour later, the phone rang and it was his boss again. And his boss said, I'm coming to see you tomorrow. Just be ready. And he's okay. You know, I figured they'll, they'll hash it out. This will be it. They'll hash it out. No, that's not what happened. This was an ultimate revenge scenario. Boss walked in, said, hand me your computer. He handed him the computer. He took his phone. He said, get out. Closed mm. the door and locked it. Locked him out of his own office. And the, the boss had to fly across the country to do this. Wow. Yeah. This is how pissed they were. So kicked the person out of the office, kicked him without his computer and without his phone, completely erased his computer and his <gasps> phone because they didn't want anything that was business, their business on it. Mm-hmm. Went through all his files while he stood outside. Oh, my God. Got rid of every single thing that was in the office. And they let him go back in and just get his few personal items. And that was it. His career was over. Wow. To me, that is not managerial decision. Mm -mm. That is not well thought out. That left a division of a company without a president. You know, I, I totally get that maybe he needed to be separated from the company and everything else. But the way that happened was totally revenge. It was like traumatizing you is what his boss said to him. And the point is, one too many times he'd yelled at his boss. One too many times he had done something. And he's not a bad guy. He was exhausted in his life. He mm. was not functioning particularly well, probably not taking really good care of himself. And he just kept kind of taking it out on the world. He wasn't, maybe it was his own revenge against the frustration he was having in his life. But when it came back, it was like, pow. And it really changed everything about his life overnight. So it's one of those- That would take some- Processing to get through. I don't know. You know, who knows if you ever get through those things. I don't even know the person anymore. So I don't know if they did. But that's how revenge, like somebody would fly across the country and like, you know, two hour drive from the airport, come to your place. But that feels like the power thing. Like the boss was trying to reestablish the power in such a big way, which, you know, when you said something a a minute ago about the woman um, playing nice and that's exactly what I've been kind of bumping up against lately and feeling like I'm always putting on the smile and just being nice when someone says something to, to me that's really hurtful, mm-hmm. that I don't speak up. I try to go straight to that, hmm, that person said that. What am I supposed to be learning? For? You know, I start working my process around it. And in that, I think I've 
some anger has maybe like built up under there of like, I feel like I have to just be quiet and smile like the little woman. And okay, everybody can just say whatever they want to Krista. And she's she'll just go to her happy place and let it fly over her head. And so uh, this relationship coming back in has brought up this kind of like beast inside of me of like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> like, oh, no, you're not. Yeah. I, and I think it's that power thing. I like like feeling I will cut so <laughs> powerless in that relationship. Like I just struggled to get out of it so hard. Like nothing I've ever had to go through in my yeah. entire That's life. Funny. And so to have fought so hard to get my power back and to really be living my life right now, feeling super powerful. Yeah. And then to have this walk back in and it feels like it's trying to take my power again. Yeah. And I'm like, no. And so I feel this like mama bear for myself of like, I am not going to let him take my power. And how do I do that and still stay in my loving? I think that's where I'm being challenged. It's a, it's a big thing. And it's like holding your space. How do we hold our space? Not put walls up around our space, but hold our space so that we're full in that space. It's like, I'm full and I'm powerful and you are not crossing my line. Like I'm, I'm just standing here. And when we carry that kind of energy, it has to be backed up by a sense of power that comes from loving rather than from hatred, from danger, from anger, from survival, because we're weak in the knees when mm-hmm. we're afraid. Well, I think that's it too, because I don't, since I don't feel spiritually resolved inside mm-hmm. to lean on and to stand my ground in, that's why I'm panicking and going yeah and like that's why the revenge part in the i want to make you suffer is coming through me because i am feeling very ungrounded right now like it's rocking me you know it's just really interesting chris i was just thinking about the role of forgiveness in this (laughs) for me i was so vulnerable to one person's continuous and ongoing attacking and assaulting of me verbally in all sorts of areas that they could get to me and I realized finally this took so long, and I don't know if any of you are struggling with sort of semi-emotionally abusive situations that you can't lock down for a variety of reasons, but when you think about the whole thing, it comes down to if I just could see him as whole, Mm -hmm. I would be seeing myself as whole, and then I could hold the line. But because I was so stuck on he's the problem, he was doing everything wrong. He was this. He was bad. He was – Oh, it was all, it. It was all, all like reverberating back in my face. I couldn't get out of the mirror of it. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't – that's not a power position. That's a weak position. We think it's power. We think – because it has that weird adrenaline attached mm-hmm. to it. It feels powerful, but it's not. It's really weak in the knees. When we step into like, look, he's living some kind of pattern out in his life that has nothing to do with me. I'm whole, I'm kind, I'm loving, and I have this space around me that's full and I feel good and people love me and I'm not perfect, but I'm strong and I'm not going to let this hurt me. Mm-hmm. Now I can. you can say anything you want to me. You can say anything you want to me and I can say, I don't actually want to be interacting with you. I see that you're hurting. I can say anything or I can say nothing. It has nothing to do with the other person. It has everything to do with where it's coming from. And there's a really good chance that person's going to stop coming in. Well, I'm really proud of myself for the way that, um, you know, when he reached out to me, I could have just 
responded right away. Reacted, maybe. Yeah, reacted. (laughs) And I, with the help of you and some other friends, like really was encouraged to take a little bit of time. Like I didn't have to go right in and respond right away. And so what that looked like even this morning was doing freeform writing. Mm -hmm. And I was very surprised at the evil thoughts that came out of my head. So for our audience, it's amazing. And, you know, some people do like three more, they do morning pages, freeform. To me, they're very similar, but. They're the same thing. Just write everything that's in your brain down on a piece of paper. Right. So it can, it, some mornings it's, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I really don't want to be here. Laundry, that bill's due. Oh my God, I forgot my doctor's appointment. Oh Vagina, my God, the kids, I forgot sex, what time so is it? Yeah. It's like, it's that purging of the mind. And what's interesting about it is you get to see all the crazy thoughts that are coming or jumbled That's up true. in your head. But at a certain point, most often in the morning pages or freeform writing, it goes to a different Shifts. place. It's, there's a shift that happens where, not that you're supposed to go back and read it, but if you were to go back and read it, you would see that there was garbly gut coming out, a lot of ego, and then all of a sudden it shifts into like your higher self or the spirit talking okay. to you. It's going to be okay. <laughs> and But you can even see like your handwriting changes yes. and the tone of your words. And for me, it feels like that's where... I've cleared out my mind enough to hear spirit come in. Yeah. And then that's where I can receive the messages. So in the beginning of it, when I'm ranting and raving and all my evil thoughts are coming out, that's there's no space for spirit to come in. By the time I was done and by the time I had had some conversations with some friends, it's like, how am I going to respond to this message? Boom, spirit came in and within 30 seconds gave me the most simple sentence. And it was just, I'm not available for this conversation. Peace be with you. Yeah. And although my humanness was like, really? That's what I'm going to respond with? But I have all this other <laughs> garbly gook I want to like say to him. I knew that the way that message came through was really my higher self saying like, look, Krista, this is the way to heal it. But there was resistance. There was some junk down there There that wants to like. Still wanted to tell them all the stuff that I felt. And it comes and goes. It's not, it's not, you know, and that's the thing is when you were talking at the beginning of the freeform writing or the pages, it just comes crashing out of us if you let it. And the thing is, there is no space in there. There's no space for anything to breathe in there. It's Mm -hmm. just festering like a nasty little pond whatever (laughs) that was an ugly image anyway pussy's it (laughs) okay like a pussy's it yeah anyway it's festering i popped it (laughs) no (laughs) and then as you begin to write it's the action of writing and breathing there's some body movement there's some breath that comes in it creates a space and that's like where the light comes in and you can all the and really if you try this you'll be amazed that you start writing and you write as furiously and whatever you're pissed and whatever. And all of a sudden your handwriting, your body changes. There are times when it doesn't work and you need six pages. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and but, you burn that shit afterward, and, y'all. And you, some of the big ones, you burn them right away. And other ones, you wait till the end of the book, you tear it all out and you burn them. This is not rereading journal stuff. This Mm-mm. is, you never want, most of the time I can't even read it, which is right. good, right? 
But these are the ways to get back in touch with ourselves. And revenge fantasies are one of the ways that we know that we're not in touch with ourselves. Because the real selves that we are would never do that to another human being. No matter how they're behaving, we wouldn't do that to them. We don't play a power game with people when we are in love with them. When we allow ourselves to fall into that loving space, when our hearts open up, when there's space inside us, when we're full of creativity, all of a sudden, all new ideas come in that have nothing to do with revenge. Well, I think I also got really angry that he interrupted my spiritual being. I think that was part of it. It's like, oh, there's no ego in that. No, no ego in there. But it was like, (laughs) how dare you come in and throw me off center and root out my shit? I was doing so well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such a spiritual being. Now, I don't know about any of you, but do you ever, have you ever seen someone who is kind of a spiritual leader or one of your people that you think is really totally plugged in and whatever, get mad? Like lose it. It's disheartening. It's hilarious. (laughs) You're like, it's hilarious. I think it's hilarious because we all do it. Yeah. It definitely shows their human side, but there's that part of like, well, damn, if they can't even hold their center, how am I ever going to, you know, hold my center? Well, for me, see, so for me, it's different. It's like, (laughs) oh, see, we're all human. Right. And, you know, one of the biggest dangers about having any power, which we all can see because it happens every day, is that your revenge fantasies can get as big as the whole wide world. And you can see in some of our politicians that revenge, taking things out against other people as if they deserve your hatred, even people who think they're on the right side, Mm -hmm. people who think they love this many thousands of people and that someone else is doing something wrong to them. So now they need to hurt the someone else. It's the same song. It's just a different story, different verse, verse. <laughs> same song, different story. Different Doesn't verse, work. same as the first. <laughs> so we can't, like, we can't how do I get it. through it, though? I'm so frustrated. I know. Well, so mine was a mere 10 years of this joy. And the thought of that is like, well, see, maybe maybe my sacrifice. <laughs> Did it clear the path for me to only be one year? No, we're past the one year. Okay. Um, I mean, it is really about choice and focus. And for me, I never could get past the fact that I was feeling attacked. I I just couldn't. Your pussy's moaning again. My pussy's (laughs) moaning. Okay. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) She's like, and yeah, and yeah. So the the idea here is, if we can take the picture of what we think is going on outside us, right? But like, why did I bring that to me? That's also where I'm getting tripped up. It's like, I think last week or the two weeks ago, well, Catherine, today I was like trying to journal and and like, I couldn't even think of anything to journal about. Oh, no, that was only five days ago. Oh, it was only five days. You didn't even get two weeks on that. So five days in, and then it was like literally the moment I said, life is feeling really good and clean. If that was five days ago, that was probably the first day I saw him. So it was like that literally dropped in. So then I'm like, can I not even celebrate when life is good? Or what is, oh, is that? It like, is it like a superstition that every time you say life is good, something bad? Yeah. Or like why it's when life true. is good, do I then call forward to me some situation to pull me back into drama? I Can I say I have a little bit of a different story? Please. I think life is full of drama. 
every single day I'm confronted with, what, 10 or 20 things that don't go my way. Right. You know, maybe even money that I think I'm going to get or a conversation I think I'm going to have or the way I want a relationship to go or even that my cat wants to get up at five o'clock in the morning and go outside. <laughs> well, right now it wants to climb in your lap. I know. And it's giving and you the death stare like, pick me up, <laughs> put me in your lap, woman. <laughs> I have something to say. <laughs> it's like to revenge. Her. That cat does have revenge. This cat has revenge. This cat <laughs> has bitten me, scratched me, taken me out a couple times. <laughs> Um, Should we process As one cat? of my exes said, if that was a dog, it'd be dead. <laughs> it's bitten so many people. So all the way back or circling around this was every day of your life, you have the opportunity to choose. That's it. Is it someone else's fault or is it your disturbance? And what you're choosing is, it's kind of your fault, but I have a disturbance, which I chose for a super long time, and I still choose. Sometimes. It's my disturbance. I'm allowing him to disturb my peace. Exactly. Exactly. And who doesn't do that? Who out there goes a whole entire day without saying, that guy's an asshole? There's this part of my brain that goes, well, it's a small town. How am I going to get away from him? How am I going to not allow him to disturb my peace because I'm going to see him all the time? Like. <laughs> How can I control that? that? might like, have affected me too. I know it has. And they're back to Ojai. So don't move here if you don't want to see your shit. Like, <laughs> if you want to become very spiritually clear, just come here and be immersed in it. Find out how many triggers you actually have. Because when you're at the stoplight and you're sitting there and you're like so pissed, you're like bah, 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 in your car, like by yourself, you look over and there's your kid's second grade teacher. And you're like, hi, wow. Let me just try and pull that back a little. Yeah. So, so now moving forward, how, help me move this forward. I mean, I, I already feel lighter in that I've responded in a way that was as loving as I could muster at that time. I mean, it was all I had. It was, and it was my higher self that responded. Absolutely. And obviously I still have the, the hurt Krista here and I'm just like stuck. Well, baby, I think we know that little hurt Krista needs some attention. So that's what happens is that parts of us that have been hurt in the past and wounded need some love. And until we just turn around and give it to them, they're still going to be crying for revenge, for victim stories, for drama, for anything to get our attention. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Can I be. just ignore it? Can I just no. go, I'm going to put my attention over the, um, in these directions that feel really positive. You could try and- that, but it will come up again, right? And we can do that. People do that for years, right? Until they see someone again, just like this happened with you on some level. And, you know, I think it's valid, you know, because when someone moves out, you get a chance for your nervous system to calm down. You don't mm-hmm. have to be seen. You can start to feel yourself again. But then when it comes back, then you got to work with it again. But right. it's at another level. And that's the thing is people think... I'm going to go up to this pinnacle and I'm never coming down again. No, we go up and we fall right off the top of the mountain. We go right back down yeah. and we have to crawl back up. I want him to leave me alone. I know, honey. Well, if you start seeing him, it's going to sound whole. crazy. <laughs> as whole, but also as you. Yeah. So we believe in a one consciousness universe. So we're always reflecting back and forth all the things, aspects of ourselves that are unhealed. So he comes to say, Krista, in the most servant consciousness way, I'm here to help you heal this. 
But it sounds like, hey, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I was, I mean, even when we broke up, I feel like I really did my work around like looking at my projections on him and all the ways in which I was going, he did this. And I, I feel like I came back and owned them. So at this point, I'm like, wow, what is left? Where is the nugget? Well, you know, we could play with that. Okay, let's play. So what are you most upset about? So can I just say first, just to make sure everybody knows what we're talking about, about a projection. That means the thing that you don't want to know about yourself that you put out and you see on someone else. It's it's an established fact that this exists. It's a psychological thing we do. It's a spiritual thing we do. So we're not actually going to have a conversation about whether projection is valid or not. We're going to say, which is the projection? What's the one? And the way you know that is when in your body, you go, huh. You mean like, did it just happen to me? Did it just happen? Yes. Which one was it? <sighs> Yuck. It <laughs> was the yucky one. Yeah, it I'll was the, the um, I don't feel like he should have been able to do everything he did and then come back as if it didn't happen. Okay. And, and what's so the projection for you? The projection is maybe that... I shouldn't have been able to do all the things I've done in the past and be able to come back as if it never happened. And be so happy. And be so happy. And feel so fulfilled and have mm-hmm. such a beautiful life. Yeah. <sighs> okay, now can you leave? <laughs> <laughs> okay, now be gone. <laughs> yeah, so Krista just discovered that inside her there is this deep self-judgment that she's still carrying this guilt about her behavior in the past and that because of that behavior that she hasn't fully forgiven. Which I thought I had forgiven, but it's obviously You have forgiven it. You have forgiven it. But you know, one of the things that I would like to share with you that has been really comforting for me in my spiritual studies is to just accept that you are already forgiven and it's undone. Just not work so hard. It's like, yeah. It's now. The past is gone. If you live with guilt, you're just repeating the past and creating these situations. It's like, can you let yourself off the hook right now? Mm -hmm. Can you say, I receive. This is undone. If Krista had done something bad enough that she needed to pay for it or retribution, you know, restitution, retribution, <laughs> restitution. If she, you know, if she had needed to be held accountable, that's not the same as undoing the guilt. Because nobody gets better. No criminal gets better. No human gets better. No heart gets healed. No child gets loved. If we don't let ourselves undo the guilt. Because I think about it, it'd be like, right now, I would be having to live with someone in my life, maybe constantly punishing me. And not letting me be happy or live, lead my life right now because in the past, even though I've apologized and I feel at peace and I'm at peace with that person, it would be like that person not letting me off the hook. Right. And so I have to be willing now to let him off the hook. This other person. This other person. Hook. Like yeah. n- not make him pay anymore. Not that he's paid anything, but- <laughs> Stay off it, Krista. Stay off it. Not make him pay for what I feel like, you know, I feel like he did to me. I need to just let him go. Right. And really accept for you because now you're undoing the projection. So it's not anything about him. Mm -hmm. He is a servant to your growth. Right. 
So what you're really letting go of is your guilt, your self-punishment, your self-revenge that you're doing, that you're saying, he's showing me a place where I don't love myself and I don't want to see it. So I'm going to hurt him. Now, if you receive it and you say, wow, I don't love myself in this place. I still haven't forgiven. I haven't let let go. I haven't (laughs) let go of the anger I'm holding towards myself. And I'm blocking my own happiness. Yeah. And I can see it because this is how I feel now. Right. Where, so for me, when I had this big shift for me, it was with Byron Katie. Mm -hmm. And what I suddenly felt come over me was it was just a story that had me so tightly that I was creating the feelings of afraid and scared in my body. And that I was looking at this other person saying, you're scary, I'm afraid of you. Mm -hmm. And once I pulled that out and said, oh, I'm afraid of me. I'm scared of what I might do. I'm afraid of how I treat myself because I hurt, I punish myself, mm-hmm. I distance from myself, all that stuff. There was nothing that he's been able to say or do that can hurt me anymore. Right. It's so and, – and until you experience this, I'm pretty sure you won't know what we're talking about. I mean, I literally feel energetically like something was just pulled out of me. <laughs> She saw me right now. Like, <laughs> She's like pulling taffy out of herself. <laughs> pulling tethers out. <laughs> yeah. She's just throwing them into my living room. I suppose we should sweep them into the fireplace and burn them up. Burn them in sage. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, it's like your face has changed. You become softer. I definitely feel softer. Because yeah. before, even when I got to your house, I was like so tight in my body and and fear and hurt and anger and protection mode. Like I had my guns up. Remember when I told you when you, we were standing there at the counter that you wouldn't be able to feel what I was saying until you felt better? And that in that moment you thought you were doing okay, mm-hmm. but you were still fighting really hard. And then, so now that you're in the place you're in where you can really feel yourself, do you know what I meant by that? Yeah, no, it was a completely different feeling. Like before it was like, I'm healed. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> you know, and there was, it was coming from it's a not different- not fair that he's coming right, back. But I'm healed. I don't, you know, he needs to do his work. And then it's, now it's this just softening and I can breathe. And it's almost like for me, I'm very Capricorn. Since I know the point of his existence in my life, it's like I can accept it now. Yeah. When I couldn't figure out what the point was, I was just frustrated. Well, angry, hurt, scared, and frustrated, all those things, right? And I think, Krista, one of the things is that when you get to this place, when you can really start to feel yourself, your higher essence self, and re-inhabit your body, it's like you become a a full person again rather than this tiny animal bent No, I feel like my authentic self, just like my higher self is just here all of a sudden, and it has not been here for the last probably six hours. Yeah. And and you're doing great at some steps of caring for yourself, which is really important so that you feel your own care and you're not rejecting yourself while yourself is trying to reject itself. You know, there's just mm-hmm. all these levels that you've brought in here. One of the things that we started this conversation with was how do we say thank you, really thank you to Chris. Well, what I was talking about was all the men in my life 
How do I say thank you to every single one of them for everything they've given me? These moments, the 10 years Mm -hmm. of constant fear that I lived in so that I could finally learn to be free, that was not them. That was me. I was teaching myself for 10 years that it was them, it was them, it was them. No matter how many places in my life I cleared out, that one wasn't cleared. And when that cleared, it was a whole new day. Do you guys see how long this healing would take if I was continuing to look at him? And do you see how quickly it just happened when I looked at myself? Right. I'm just having that awareness of, fuck, that was quick. It's brilliant. It's like we were talking about the holy instant. It's Mm -hmm. like, comes right in. And for whatever reason, I needed to string it out over a number of years because I had a such a deep commitment to this. <laughs> you had to show me what that looks like yeah, if I, I didn't sh- do the work. <laughs> I did. I did say that to her a couple times earlier. I'm like, do you want it to take 10 years? Because I got proof it can. And I'd really um, like to do some self-forgiveness Would at, you? at the end, just a really quick one because yeah. I want to just leave it all here. Yeah. And just really accept the undoing, accept that spirit has cleared it and whatever, there might be some niggles in there. So take a minute and just do that. Because everybody understand, like, I can't actually get what I want out of him until I'm free of any of the expectation or needing him to show up in a certain way. I don't know if I said that right at all. Yeah. That's where you can tell Chris is still a little tiny bit caught and she, because it's she's still like the idea of getting something out of him is really what he's done is bring her a gift. And when she accepts it full wholeheartedly, when you decide, when I okay, decide to, mm-hmm. I'm just going to accept this gift that he's taught me, this amazing lesson that I no longer have to live in this place. Thank you. Now, how far do you have to come to go from revenge to thank you? Mm-hmm. To, to please forgive me. I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. Thank you. Which is interesting because that's what I was doing all through my yoga class this morning toward him over and over and over. But I didn't feel it. I was saying it, but I did not feel it. Yeah. And that's why we do this work because we work Mm -hmm. it until it works us. And you've done beautifully. So I forgive myself for the misbelief that someone could ever hurt me. Mm. I forgive myself for the misbelief that I'm hurting me. Forgive myself for the misbelief that I need to seek revenge on another person to make myself feel strong and powerful and safe. I forgive myself for the misbelief that I don't have a voice. Mm. The truth is, my words are very powerful when they come from spirit. Forgive myself for the misbelief that I'm not safe. The truth is I'm always safe. Everything's always happening in the exact way that it's supposed to happen for my life. I'm more safe when I'm connected to myself and can hear my intuition. It allows me to be guided to keep my safety alive. I'm wondering if there are any gratitude statements that you'd like to make about this experience, that what you've gotten from it, and appreciations of what you've been given. I'm grateful for the many ways in which he has shown up as my spiritual teacher over the last couple of years. They've always been powerful learnings. 
And I'm in gratitude for the tools I have and the people that I surround myself who remind me of the right of the tools to use and they remind me of the truth of who I am and they remind me to constantly come back to my loving and live my life from that place. Beautiful. And I think um, for me, just because this did start with an idea of honoring all the men mm-hmm. who've been in our lives, I just want to say that as we end, that this is a powerful place to come from, ladies, that the men in our lives, the people in our lives, starting with our fathers and our brothers and branching out to all the other people in our lives, wherever we have energy that we're a victim or that we've been mistreated or anything like that, when we can clear that inside ourselves and give ourselves the loving that we need and heal that hurting that is in our bodies, our lives grow. They get better We have new relationships. We have new possibilities. Krista and I both have so many more loving relationships in our lives than we ever had before we started doing this work. Mm -hmm. It's advanced forgiveness. It's forgiveness that goes all the way to, and thank you for the gift you. you gave me. So we're saying to all the men out there, and you know who you are if you happen to be listening, please (laughs) take this to know we mean it to you. Mm -hmm. And to all the men that we've maligned just by calling them men, Mm -hmm. you know, and and shaming or gossiping or telling shitty stories, right? (laughs) It's like, no. We love you all for all of the experiences that you've gifted us with who and the ways in which you've unleashed certain gifts within us and helped us find our voice and our, and our power, power and our courage, all of those things. So yes. And really different Thank parts you. of our loving. Mm-hmm. You know, how have we how have we expressed loving and that it was never if we departed your presence was never because you weren't enough. It was because something else was in plan for us. Mm-hmm. If you departed our presence, it's the same thing. We've all learned and grown together. We're really one, one family, one heart, one love, one mind. Let's play it that way. It's going to be way more fun. Right, Krista? Right. Thank you. Oh, I feel so much better. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Spread the love. Spread the love. Love you. Love you all. Bye. Do you want the opportunity to see the gals of Holy Fuck in person? If so, go to holyfuckpodcast.com and join our mailing list so you can find out when and where these goddesses will be transforming lives next. And yes, I know, I'm talking about myself in third person. Open your browser, type in holyfuckpodcast.com, click on mailing list, and give us your most trusty email. Not that bogus one you give to Walmart. So sign up now. Not tomorrow. Now. Now, now, now. Thank you.